0: So how's everybody doing today? So there's a funny story on why this is here. Uh, I kept it up here. We're going to have some fun today. How many, if you know me, you know I like to have a good time. I like to laugh. Uh, Humor is good. Uh, We can come together. We can laugh. We're a family, right? If you can't come together and do everything together... You're not a family. You can't be real. But yeah, if you see me leaning, just don't think nothing of it. So apparently, I found this out. The reason we don't have a podium, the reason that we don't put chairs, you ever seen churches sit like chairs up and they sit down and have these cool settings because we have a sloucher (laughs) and we have have a, a leaner, like, Don't Ricky Bobby don't know what to do with my hands. I'm leaner. I'm gonna let him tell the story because I could, I will just tell you that and we can go home with a laugh and that'll be that. But uh, I'm excited. Is there anyone new here? Did we ask that? Did I just miss it? Is there anybody new here? Yeah, oh, she stood up. Everybody give her a hand. Welcome. We're excited that you're here, and hopefully you enjoy this. My name is Phil. Um, so if you don't, you're, well, who are you? Debbie Fields. It's nice to meet you. The real pastor will be back next week. I'm just a fill-in, and any comments, concerns, you can send them to uh, my email, or I'll give you the phone number. Again, my name's Phil. Thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun. So, um, just bear with us on the media, too. We got some learners. Phil, I think, is up there. All right, cool. So, we're going to talk about peace. And if for you, title goers, this is going to blow your mind. You ready? So I talked about peace a couple weeks ago, so this is going to be peace part two, right? Nothing super Nothing super crazy, but the peace is, peace is on my heart. I, I love everything about peace. Uh, God put a peace inside of my life that I can't explain, um, and it's just changed the course of my life to be able to operate on a whole new level, and I'm excited to try to help the journey with everybody else to get there, to achieve peace. Uh, we talked about a couple different pieces last, the last time, you know, the peace of God, the peace with God, and then peace with others, and of course the peace with others is a, is a big deal um, that we, we like to talk about, but we really don't like to talk about. So guess which one we're going to focus on today? Yep. Boom. But with peace with others, we have to first understand that we have to have what first? Peace with others. We can't give something we've never received. We try to. It just doesn't work out real well. Um, But I really want to uh, focus in on peacemakers. Because... Because God has called us to something. God has called us to. There <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, I'm gonna hit both of them. So Phil does this. Fred is the T-Rex arms, like, I don't know. So I, if I'm just gonna do this periodically and just get both of them. By the way, I, oh, I almost forgot. I'm so excited. Uh, check out my check out my merch, right? You like that? That's what the, the kids call it now, merch. But, so we always rag on Phil, my man. He uh helping hand. So if you guys need anything when it comes to landscaping, I even believe he said he'll pick up the dog crap, everything in your yard. It, no, no extra charge. I'm helping you out, bro. I really am. But uh, yeah, someone to represent. We always rag on him, but... It's helping hand. He does have two hands. We do joke, but he has two hands. Um, but yeah, I, I got to get back on track. He, he threw me off. Um, his message last week was so good to me, and there was a quote from him that I'm, I'm going to share here in a minute, but if we can understand the message of today... And what we're called to do, which is carry that out. Um, we're going to impact lives. Our, we're going to see things that we've never seen before. And we're going to impact others, communities. And we're going to see change in the world on a real level. But we, I, we have to understand the most basic thing, which is it's all about Jesus. It's what Jesus has done. It's nothing of what we've done, but it's what he's done. And if we can understand that and really focus in on that, it's going to change everything. So uh, I'm going to start off here. I'll explain in a second. My first slide is from my man, (laughs) my man, Benjamin Franklin. There never was a good war or a bad peace. And this is like a a zinger at my wife, just to let you all know. If if you don't know me, I love the joke with my wife. Uh, we were having this conversation about Ben Franklin and a quote that came up, and she was like, she's, I don't know what to call her. She thinks she's a history buff. She likes history. Uh, but, yeah, she started going down this rabbit hole. I was like, just chill. Like, okay, I won't use it. So I didn't use it, but I had to throw out another zinger. Because it's true, right? War's messy. Peace is messy, Right? We're going to get into that, but that was the first uh, little slide there that I wanted to have some fun with. The next slide is about peace. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because this, was, this is just the definition, the biblical uh, usage in the Bible of the different you know types of peace and what it represents. And uh, I'm not going to try to explain that word. I listened to it, but I was not that interested in learning it. Uh, I, I'm sorry, What? don't get upset with me. I don't, it's, We need to know it, sure, but I, I'm going to mess it up regardless. But it means peace, if you're wondering. And uh, a state of national tranquility, uh, exemption from the rage and havoc of war, uh, security, safety, prosperity, felicity, peace and harmony, make and keep things safe. And, and prosperous of the master, of the Messiah's peace, the way that leads to peace, which is salvation. And we're going to talk about some of these things today, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope that you hear my heart. I hope that we leave here with more peace, a better understanding of peace, and that what we're called to do with that peace. So the quote, if you wasn't here last week, next slide, please is, and this is from Freddie T. Preaching a pastimes message in the last day's season will only produce condemnation, not transformation. Can everybody say amen? Amen. That is so good. Why is that so good? And we should be focusing on one thing and one thing only. And that's what Jesus did. So I so appreciate that. And I told him, he took it as kind of a shot. But I was like, bro, that was your best message ever. And he was like, really? So I I thought it really was. So a question I want to pose with you this morning, right off the bat, next slide, is going to be, what's your last day's message? This is a real question. I want you guys to ask yourself. You don't have to answer me. I want you to, to ask yourself, and it should, be, it should be easy to answer, you would think, but basically what I'm getting at is what is your life showing and representing and exampling to others? Um, because that, that's what really matters here. What you believe is, is what is projected. I mean, I hope anyway. If you're not projecting it, then there's a, there's a disconnect of you really believing that because then there's a problem with you processing and, and releasing that. Because we receive something and are meant to release it. So you're doing one of those two things. So here's how, here's how I, I just, it was on my heart to, to put it this way. Next slide, please. Ask better questions. And this is stuff I'm doing in my life. This is what God is showing me of what needs to happen and what we should do to really handle some of these situations and how to respond to a lot of things. Right? You have the classic WWJD. What would Jesus do? And as I got thinking about it, I'm like, well, that's... That's a pastime question, right? We still use it. We still like to throw it out there because it sounds good. It's really cool to, to say, I guess. WWJD, right? Remember all the bracelets? If you had that bracelet, you were, you were doing something, right? Um, but as I got listening to you know, him say that, and then I got thinking and how we overcomplicate things as, as believers, or just people in general... I was like, you know what, we need to ask better questions. Thanks to Freddie T, I ask better questions now. Cause I'm I, we're over in Nicaragua. I, I I love my man dearly, but you know I'm I'm. Everyone's like asking questions on certain things, and Fred's like, see, you need to ask better questions. Cause you ask something, and you know to Salvador, everything is good. I love you, Salvador, if you're watching. Everything is good. And it's only going to take 15 minutes. (laughs) And I love his heart because, yeah, everything, I'm the same way. I can find good in everything, right? And I can relate to like, hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. But our 5th we've learned, so when we hit back down in the States, we had to go, Fred mandated we go back to uh, U.S. 15 minutes because 15 minutes there was not the same as here. It was my 15 minutes. But uh, asking better questions, it really helps us to be able to process, then respond in, in a whole different manner uh, before things get you know too far ahead of us. But we have a solution now, right. Can anyone guess what that stands for? Right? I, I mean, you can put it in, but what did Jesus do, right? when when we think of that alone that takes us to the ultimate thing that he did for us it reminds us and when we know that and we can just stay right there everything changes about our walk how we respond how we do everything instantly what would jesus do we we know so why are we even asking that question anymore right like we have all the, we have the cheat code we have all the answers so if we ask the question, "What did Jesus do?", then that helps us uh, better understand and really not put things on us that doesn't need to be be on us. Does that? Are y'all following me? Does that make sense? All right, guys. Listen, I need y'all to talk to me. If not, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start slouching. And so, with that in the message. I want to hit on a couple key points about what Jesus taught, and the Sermon on the Mount, I have two key points. So you've heard these scriptures, even if you're new to church, I don't care where you're at with it, you've heard these two scriptures, and I want to, to break them down a little bit, but I want to focus on them and... I want us to really see that this is so simple guys that he gives us the I don't, he gives us the map that leads us to these things to having peace to having peace with him to having peace with others to being peacemakers and it's as simple as us just reading it and following it and not confusing ourselves with oh what what would Jesus do would Jesus he did he flipped tables. He did this. Yeah, he was also 100% man and 100% God and never sinned. I'm not Jesus. Now, with the understanding of, of what he did and where that places us at and positioned us with him, sure. But I want us to help ourselves and help others understand that what Jesus did and us going to the very end of it and understanding that is going to really change the dynamic of everything. We're going to find peace. We're going to find all these things and all the the answers to all of our questions if we just go to that very last thing that Jesus did. Because that's the most important thing he did. So, let's talk about these two two verses. Verse 6, and this is in Matthew 9. If you, uh, or Matthew 5, sorry, 5, 6, and 5, 9. And we're going to talk about verse 6 first that says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be be filled. It sounds great in a psalm, but that's actual scripture, right? This is actually uh, Jesus and a part of his message. And then verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called... Children of God. There is so much in that one little verse that I don't know if we've if you've ever broken it down to understand it, but that's what we're gonna to do today. Um I wanna talk about verse 6 first. So Matthew five six, and this is the amplified version. Oh, you're okay. You're back on. It says, Blessed, joyful nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness those who actively seek right standing with God for they will be completely satisfied completely satisfied so they'll just you'll just be satisfied a little bit right if you, if you understand this and follow this you're just you know I mean you're you're not getting all the way there right All right, it's going to be like that this morning. Y'all are going to be quiet. It's all right. We're going to get there. So Matthew 5.9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's the NIV version. I'm going to read the Amplified version for you guys, which is the next slide. There you are. Blessed, spiritually calm, with life, joy, and God's favor, are the makers and maintainers of peace. For they will express his character and be called the sons of God. I just love love that version. If you don't know me, I love the message translation. To me, that's the message. That's what it is. That's what we're living in. That's the only message and version, if you ask me. But that's just me. Um. The last version version I'm going to read is the message translation, which it says, You're blessed when you can... Can everyone read that? Thank you. People how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. We're going to read that one more time. You're blessed when you can... People how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are your place in God's family. So so when you read that in a different way, you know, you sing the songs, you read that in the Bible, and it's just another verse to you. But when you really open yourself up to this, this is, I mean, that that is key right there. It says that's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Has anybody ever asked themselves, like, who am I? Or I'm just, where, yeah, you can raise your hands. That's fine. Who am I? What you know, God? What are you calling me to do? What what? All these questions that we begin to ask ourselves is right in front of us in the most simplest form. We just have to study it a little bit and allow it to you know reveal itself to us and grab a hold of it. So that was Matthew 5.6 and five nine. Now I'm going to read James three eighteen in the Amplified version. And it reads, And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. So we're talking about peace. We're talking about righteousness, righteousness and those two. And this just brings it all in together. So it says, the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, which each day, guys, we have an opportunity to grow closer to the one who created us, to be more like him, to understand him more by reading our Bible, and we have that opportunity. He's given us that opportunity through Jesus' death on the cross. So spiritual maturity is sown. Everyone's favorite is you reap what you and you guys said that quietly. You reap what you sow. So, if it's sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging the goodwill between individuals. Man, this was so good. When I was I was studying this, I was like, man, that's good. This is pretty simple. And yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Someone said it, I just heard it. But, This is so real, guys. So if we want to get to righteousness and and we want to get to these things that, that we're trying to navigate through the word to find and become and all these other things, I think we're doing it in the complete wrong manner. Because if we just look at what he did, we look into that, we follow it, and we sow into it, then we start to reap all of these things. They start to come to us they start happening things start just around us change and and I'm telling you it's it's like holy cow is that simple well yeah it's because you were trying to do it the way you thought you should do it and he's saying here's the answers to the test <laughs> all you, all you have to do is just take this apply it to your life and the transformation that we're talking about in, in the original quote here will begin to happen. And when we take that and we understand that and then we give it to others. Then transformation comes to them as well because we're giving them a, a this season message, which is Jesus, not nothing else. And that doesn't do anything but lift them up and help change, change their lives. Amen. All right. You guys awake? All right. So peacemaking. Go to the next slide. If you remember my first, uh, the first message was about peace. And does anybody remember the quote about peace? It's not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of God. So, peacemaking is not the absence of conflict; it's the result of a divine work. And the technically, the so I guess if you want to, uh, peace a peacemaking definition would be is that we. You guys are back here snickering, laughing. I'm easily distracted, y'all. I'm sorry. And I don't mind calling my wife out. But uh, so peacemaking is, is you reconciling, being willing to reconcile people back to God and others is, is what peacemaking technically is. And peace has to be made. Who, who knows that? Peace has to be made, right? I wish it just happened, but, but something had to happen for peace to be made. It takes initiative, right? It, it, it takes us doing something. It took him to do something for peace to be made. Colossians 1.20 N the S NAS, the NASB reads, And through him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having, everyone say, made peace, Through the blood of what? Say it again. So having made peace through the blood of his cross. So peace was made, right? Next slide says, I put that draw down. God is the author of peace. Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. So with that, Jesus came to establish peace. His message explained peace. His death purchased peace, and his resurrected presence enables peace. Amen. Right. So as we're as we're talking about this, and you know, obviously Jesus is an example. There's other examples: um, Joseph, Jonathan, Paul. Paul was a you know. He was a peacemaker for the longest time he you know everyone knows paul was persecuting christians doing all this he went from killing them to to leading them and and he was making peace his letters were to encourage to tell him to keep peace uh, peace be with you uh, there was a lot of encouragement from paul and others about peace and keeping peace in the word so when we when we think about the peacemaker. And we look at that, of all that we're talking about. Go to the next slide. I have a little test for you guys today. Calm down. Don't get upset. I know I don't like pop. I never liked pop quizzes in school either, but I'm going to give you the answer to this one. So don't stress. So maker, the part of peace, the maker part of that, the word, the Greek word, is a verb that actually, what it means is to Do. I put that out to the side there. So if peace means to do, which it means initiative, it means you need to take action, it means you need to take part of, you need to do it, would the answer to the question that I'm asking about peace, what are we to do with it, would it be A, to talk about it, right? Right? No, everyone's looking. It's what? Oh, you look at you trying to be the the yeah the jumping ahead. You listen. You you don't get a star for today. You didn't raise your hand. You spoke out of turn. No. Hope for peace. Wish for peace, or make peace. It's D. Make peace. So with that, I got a question, because listen, guys, what I'm hoping that you guys hear today and what I'm hoping you leave here with today is a better understanding of what you've been called to do and maybe try to encourage you and challenge you to see what areas that you may be just not doing this, because this is this simple. But here's the reality that it's simple here, sitting, reading it and listening to it. But to actually make it and do it, something had to be done. A man's life was given for it. It was, that piece was ugly. Everything about what he had to do and go through to achieve that was ugly. You know, we don't like to think about it, and that's the worst part. And everyone, every time we talk to him about I get so teary when I think about it. I get all this, all this stuff happens, but... The problem that I'm noticing is that we're operating in feelings and emotions a lot. And and what's happening is feelings and emotions don't get it done. What what do I mean by that? That we are so quick to to have uh, encouragement for others. But when something hits home, oh my gosh, it rattles us to a core. And listen, I understand it. It because it becomes more real to us and there's a reality to it. But if I'm reading and believing the things that are in here and I'm called to this to understand that I can have peace in whatever situation, circumstance, whatever it may be, and I operate in that, then things are going to be much different for me. So my question is, why can we do it in here but we struggle in our everyday life? And the reason I'm asking, and guys, I'm not asking or trying to step on toes. I want you to leave better. I want you to better equip yourself for for what this is saying and what we're called to do and what we're able to have. Because if if you can't be a peacemaker, then you got to figure out why why peace isn't in your life. If you're searching for peace, which listen, I've been there, been on the journey, still trying to find to an extent. Some of it we're not perfect, but. Again, we have to figure out how to be able to access that peace in any situation. I I knew this was going to be a little tough one, but my heart is to help you guys. Um, Because making peace, we like to talk about it. We like to do anything and everything, you know, uh, beat around the bush about it. But when it comes to making it, it takes effort. It takes initiative. It takes more on our our part. Here's what I learned. I, I, I'm beginning to tell, I'm telling you guys, God's beginning to show me that it's gonna take a little more on our end as believers to understand that we gotta take a we gotta take another step. I think I feel like we're getting in there, and then we're like, yeah, well, you know, and God use me, use me, use me. He's like, listen, I need you all the way in so I can use you. I can't, I can't have you just sidestepping out here, just give me a leg to work with. Like, I need your full body, your full mind, your full heart, your full soul, everything to step into this thing to say, hey. And then he's going to be able to use us in a bigger way. But it's going to take us. And I, I hope that you hear that today. It takes initiative. It might be walking... Uh, doing something you're uncomfortable with, or walking that extra mile, doing whatever the case may be to meet someone where they're at, because this peacemaking is really about everybody else. The peace is you receiving. Peacemaking means that we're to do something. Jesus did something because we were separated, not by anything of, of our choice or our own doing. We were separated from way back when that Jesus had to come He had to pay the price and purchase peace so we would then not be separated and have access to the Father. So if a death had to happen, something has to happen on our end in return to be able to make peace with others. And I'm not going to... I could go down the rabbit trail, but I'm not going to. Hey, I appreciate you, bro. I like this, like, leaning. I'm just going to let you know. I am. I'm just not doing the the little T-Rex arms. Um. It does. It, it is. It like sucks you in. But uh, I, I, really, I really believe that for us to change our mindsets, it's going to take the, the question that I was asking earlier, what did Jesus do? And that's going to help us go forward, understanding how to impact life on a greater level, by saying, what did Jesus do? Jesus went the extra step. We wanna I don't wanna put any you know, it's can't right now, you know, it's it's just uh it's not the right time, it's not the right this that God's listening, it's never the right time. But when you when you have a mission that's been placed on your heart because you understand what he did, and if it's your goal to make peace, it's gonna take us to put a little more effort in and peace is gonna be messy. So let me get back on track here. With that, I did this isn't up there. Just uh, you can stay right there. That's fine. I have my little notes in here too to remind me. Um, you can't make everybody happy, right? We got one amen. All right, everyone. Listen, every, if you're sitting beside your wife. Men, if you're sitting beside your wife, don't just look straight ahead. Don't say it. Don't say, look to the left. Don't, no remarks. Same for women. I'll keep it across the board. Avoiding conflict and acting like everything is all right is not a peacemaker. I'll say it again. Avoiding conflict and acting like everything is all right is not a peacemaker. Peacemakers don't look to accommodate everybody. I want to help you today with this key point. Jesus Jesus knew that not everyone would receive Him. But He still went to the cross. He still gave His life for you. He still gave His life for every single one of those people and everyone still today that you may look at And you may be like, oh, they don't, they don't, nah, Same for them. They don't want to, they're not living their their life right. That's not, you know, you're going to keep this, you're going to keep that. Guys, let me help you today. When we look at Jesus' life and we ask what would he have done, from now on, just take your, like, take responsibility for your own actions. How you choose to respond to people and think you would know how Jesus responded to people is, is way two different things. Way, we always take it way left field because here's what I do know, and, and I mean this. We have to take it to him. We have to talk to him. We have to process for him to give us wisdom because we we can't operate without some sort of feelings involved. It's just impossible for us. So what we have to do, and there's passion, there's all these things, but what we have to do when asked, what did Jesus do? And that's the only thing, the only message that we got to give to people. He made peace so you could have a relationship with the Father. Not look at your life and the choices that you're making. We don't have time. Here's the thing I know. There's a press for time. Guess what we don't have time for? To do anything outside of giving them the message that Jesus gave to us to, to be able to say, hey, there's hope in one name and only one name. And if you're given anything other than that, I'm sorry, but you're wasting your time. And I'm not attacking nobody in here. I'm trying to help people today because we need to start asking better questions of what's more important Of and if we're reaching souls and we're called to make peace with others, we have to do that, and, and there's only really, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, again, my name is Phil, <laughs> if you <laughs> had to lighten it back up, but there's really one way of doing that, and that's loving people and trying to bring peace to the situation like Jesus did. So, got all the storage back here now, hot stuff. I got a couple things back here. You guys are probably wondering what's back here, aren't you? Um. So, Romans 12.18 NIV says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And that's that's what I was trying to explain a minute ago, that this right here lets me know that Listen, there's going to be times that peace can't be made. Because I knew there was going to be people already ready to dive in and, and throw, throw shots out of it. Like, yeah, you can't make peace. People, people don't want it. People want this. But I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm not going against that at all. Because Paul even says here, if it is possible, which in return means that it's not always possible... But as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So there's a choice in there that I don't think that we read. The message translation reads it this way, and this is 17 through 19. It says, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Who's going to do the judging? I just helped a bunch of people out today, whether you realize it or not. If you can just learn that right there, y'all are going to leave here. Phew, it's like weight's going to lift off of you. Because then you're going to, guess what? That's going to lift off you, and guess what you're going to do? And listen, I know the scriptures about judging our brothers and doing other things. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about people's lives and making peace with individuals, which we're called to do. And we get some things confused. But if God is going to do the judging about things, then that leaves us with just one thing to do. How many things were we able to receive? Which it being a free gift? Life, right? All right. So if we can just receive that one thing and understand that and not have to worry about trying to do all these other things on top of that that we're not called to do, then that leaves us just, just being able to put all our focus and energy into loving other people because that's what it, that's what we're called to do, right? This is quiet. Ho- I hope you guys are hearing my heart. Because what I want to do is is let, I put, let's help each other understand that we are called to operate in the things he's called us to. We don't want to talk about it. He wants us to become it. He wants us to do these things, guys. Listen, when when's the right day to start choosing to do these things? Every day, Every day right? So let's start choosing to do these things that he's... Equipped us and called us to do. And let's start, stop wasting our time on what people aren't doing when we need to try to make peace with them and to help them understand that if they don't understand, regardless of what it is, we're going to help them understand by making peace with them. Does that make sense? You follow me? <laughs> we heard you. I did put. Uh, I'm, not, I'm. I'm. going to say this, but I. I didn't expect it to. I didn't know where this would fit in or flow. This is going to sound a little off, but because I was just on this note, like just taking notes, I'm writing notes, studying, doing all this stuff. <laughs> I said we're at, we. We got to start realizing what we're operating in, because because he's called us to operate in the prophetic and all these other things, and we're out here operating in the pathetic, <laughs> not realizing what we're doing. And I didn't know how it was going to come out, so I, I just I snuck. I'm going to put that one under here somewhere so it can't come out. But But hear my heart on that. If we're reading this, and we're understanding this, and we have a heart that Jesus had, and we're operating in solely... What he did for us, then our mind is so focused on getting that opportunity to others because we received it. Again, it says, if it's in you, that means that as believers, he's talking to believers. If it's in you, then this is what should be coming out of you. This is, this is a, these are the things, guys, that, that I would ask to challenge yourselves with. What's coming out of you? That's why I said, what's your message? the end of this, whatever your message is every day, you have a platform which is your life and it's bigger than any other platform that's out there. Social media, whatever the case is, your life and the things you choose to do with it on an everyday basis is your biggest platform to share whatever your belief system is. And I hope that, that as we... As we leave here today, that we understand that, we want to begin to walk in that, and allow that to be our main focus in our life, so we can help lead other peoples to that. Next slide, please. My man's on it. Is that Phil up there? Yeah, it is. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, listen to that. That hand's quick, bro. We might be talking about one hand, but I think you're right, you're on it. Right? Helping hand. Super hand. Hebrews 12, 14 in the NIV reads, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Message translation. 14 through 17. Everyone say. Work at. work at. No, that's not good enough. Work at. Work at. Getting along. Someone said work it. <laughs> I, love, I love our church. Hey, I, I'm going to use it. Work it. Getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much of a glimpse of God. Guys, that hit me so hard. Seriously. Because as I'm reading this and I'm thinking about it and he's given us the basic the basic things and we read the Bible and we read different things. Everyone can quote like... I just keep coming back to the things that we say and I hope that uh, the questions that are posed of asking better questions or really thinking about what you're saying and listening to yourself that... If we read this and it says to do these things, and we can sit here and be like, Well, what'd Jesus come to do? who did he sit with? The sinners, the you know, he went to places, he did all this, he did all that. But then there's certain things where we're like, Yeah, but Jesus did this, but I'm not God, or I'm not, I'm not Jesus. I'm not. We do all these different things, but listen, if we're not able to work at it with others, it says Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. I don't know if that, maybe I'm not saying it right. Maybe some people are looking at me like I'm speaking Spanish. Like my wife starts going, I'm just like, what is she saying? Um, but if we can just see that, With an open heart, that if, whether we like it or not, if we're not trying to do these things. And it says we won't ever get so much of a glimpse of God. That makes me want to, like, search my heart and kind of rethink everything I've been doing and look at everything in a complete different light. Because I can tell you one thing. I want to see God. I want to see him working. I want to hear him. I want to do all of these things. And if it's because I'm not doing something, or I don't see the need of how important this is, but if he gave his life for everyone, and I receive it and it's in me, then the model of all of these things I should be doing is that. Come on, guys, this ain't that hard, is it? Why are we struggling as people? Why are, why are we struggling on an everyday to help lead other people to finding the peace if we've received it? That's a question you've got to ask yourself. I'm hoping that God's softening your hearts right now because I'm really not coming at anybody. But I'm going to read the rest of this. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. But what, But what about the person that wronged me? What about right? What about that person? What about my my uh, my ex wife, my ex husband, my you know whatever the case may be? What about all these people? What about people I just don't like? All right, I guess I'm the only one in here that has those people that. You just, The sound of their voice, you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll be the only real one. God, I guess this message is for me today, and I'll receive it. Thank you, Lord. What about all these people, though, for real? When did you get to sit there and decide to pick and choose where you give this out? Because you received it from one place that says it's for everybody. Why you only distribute it here and there? You may not think they deserve it, but guess what? You didn't deserve it, and you still got it. So, so what? What's what's missing, guys? What, I'm really trying to help us today. What's missing there? Our piece of understanding. Who God is and what he did for us. And that that peace is alive in our life and it's operating. And we're able to distribute it and give it to others to try to help them along. Because that's what we've been called to do. That's what's missing. This isn't rocket science. It's really not. It's, it's, it's great. It's not rocket science, but it's great. But this is for everybody. Everybody. I would like to challenge you this week that somebody you may not spend five minutes on or give you your time because they've done something to you. I would like you to pray for them. I would like you to ask God, and you can do what you want, but I'd ask God to search my heart because I'm really the issue here, not them. Because if he's in my heart, if this is in me, it says, then this is what I'm to do. And I want to start following what he says I'm to do and not what I think I need to do because why? I can't get myself there. The only way is through him. And I realize what he did for me. And I want to listen to his voice. I want to operate in the the ways he wants me to operate to help change lives in my own life. i got a little bit more to read. I know you guys, it's 12. It just hit 12 o'clock. People's stomachs are ground. I hear them. You guys are thinking about what you're going to eat. I just helped you out too. Hey, there you go. What are you getting, a McDouble? There's McGen over there. Right there is McJen. So keep a sharp eye out for weeds of better discontent. What? Uh, we, oh, weeds of bitter discontent. Sorry, thank you. Uh, a thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in, in no time. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. He said, uh-oh, yep. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. You well know how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing. But then it was too late. Tears or no tears. And this is, uh, I, know, I know some people are going to feel some type of way about this because this isn't like a, a push to try to guilt you into feeling some type of way of any, any sorts. But if you know Esau, he traded his birthright because he was so hungry. Sounds crazy right the birth birthright back then was a big deal but he just wanted a, a scoop of Missy vet Spanish rice is all he wanted they were she was cooking that and he walked in and he wanted a scoop of that I'm gonna do I see you bro he wanted a scoop of that and guess what he traded that. And he said, his father said, nope. there's no going back to that. And I'm not going to get into this, oh man, it's the last days and all this stuff. But if we learned last week, if you heard that message, all that talk, the last days, the last times are right now. And if you want to, if you want to juggle that, that's on you. I'm here to let you know that you don't have to. I'm here to let you know there's an opportunity to change that today. Um. And, and I would love to to uh, tell you more about that, but we do have to make a choice. We do have to work at this. We there is things that he's calling us to do. I want to uh, go to another little next slide. <laughs> my man, my man Benji number two for my wife. This is this is so, solely for you, baby. Says, well done is better than well said. Come on, guys. Well done is better than well said. What's that saying to me is saying that it's time we start to do this thing. It's time that we start to make peace. I don't want to talk about it no more. Yeah, peace is great. Let's talk about it. Let's be peace. Let's do peace. Let's make peace. And let's start helping people get to that place of transformation in their lives. The last slide that I have for you guys is we're not closing yet. i just just give me a minute. Called children of God. So The last part of the first uh, Matthew 5-9 that, that we are reading that be blessed as peacemakers and then you'll be called children of God. That called is a big deal. It means that you've been designated to this. You you have been ranked, if you will, chosen as team captain. Everybody knows back in the schoolyard days, everyone wants to be team captain. Oh, pick me. You've been picked team captain. And you'll be recognized of carrying the same mission of Jesus. I hope that sinks in, guys. I really do. I hope you understand the importance of realizing that being a peacemaker and making peace and pursuing peace and seeking peace, it tells us that in the Proverbs. It says, in Proverbs 34, 14, the message translation says, Turn your back on sin. Do something good. Embrace peace. Don't let it get away. Peace is what we have to pursue. Peace is the thing that's going to bring everything uh, into one. We are in the season to do one of two things. Make peace or break it. And the question that I believe God laid on my heart to present to you is that what are you going to choose to do? You know, I I can't, I can't choose for you. I can tell you that I've been praying, asking God to search my heart, to give me a message to be able to to present to you guys, to get you to understand the importance of what what we are in, like his message this last season, and what we are able to do, and it starts with these couple basic questions. What are you choosing to do? And and if you're asking yourself that, and you're saying, oh yeah, I'm choosing to make peace, who in here is a peacemaker? Right? My, my goal is to help everybody raise their hand in that to say, I want to make peace. I, wanna, I want to be that. We want to be the hands and feet of Christ. Well, listen, our job in that is to make peace. We're to be peacemakers. If we've received Christ and what He's done for us, He's also commissioned us. He sent us. He's called us. And this is something he's calling us to do. This is something he's teaching us to do. He's showing us that we can do it all because he already did it. So. <laughs> sorry. I looked at this slide. I, I deleted out of here. This is. Uh, this is the first one. This is the, the prophet Park. Till the, till the Messiah returns, it's all eyes on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you've heard, you've heard the second coming, the worldly Tupac he goes by. But we're talking, talking about the first one. Guys, we must set our eyes on Jesus. He's the only one. He's the way. He's all of those things.